Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Change is constant, and nowhere is this more true than with your company's network and network security. With an SD-WAN solution from Blackfoot Communications, you get the best of both worlds. A scalable network to quickly connect remote offices and the protection from downtime that ensures your network is always on. For more information, visit blackfootbusiness.com or call 866-541-5000. Blackfoot, connect to more. It's 4 o'clock. Welcome to Tutel and Nuanes, Montana's only statewide sports talk show. Broadcast on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football! Now, sports talk from Montana for Montana. Live from the Kurtz Polaris studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanes. Hello, Montana. DK Metcalf. Thousand yards, eight touchdowns. Is that attainable? A discussion. Jalen Ramsey gets paid and our ESPN roundtable with the new interim head coach of the University of Montana track and field team, Clint May. It is to tell Nuanas. It is 1029 ESPN radio and SWX Montana television around the great state. Outstanding to be with you on this very fine Wednesday afternoon. Hope you are having a fabulous day. Thanks for spending some of it with us. We appreciate that very much, letting us ride along with you on a Wednesday afternoon. Let's take a look at what we have in the show today. First of all, we're going to get into some NFL stuff. Also, the Montana Grizzlies uh, releasing the information today that they have uh, signed a home-and-home with Indiana State out of the Missouri Valley Conference. Uh, so we will get into that for uh, the first one of those is going to be played in 2022. Uh, so we will uh, go through that just a little bit, get into some NFL stuff. It is also a Wednesday. We're giving you wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern over there in uh, on the South Russell across from the YMCA, the best wings in the city of Missoula. We got them for you today. Coulter and I are going to play a little 
little trivia together, and uh, we'll just have you call in, get yourself some wings, and be on your way. It's just that simple. You don't have to peel off the bandit. There is no bandit. It's just fun for you today. So we'll get you that. We'll also go through some Treasure State Stars, a new segment that uh, Coulter has uh, been working on. Just give us a quick, just quick hitter. Not spending a ton of time, but just uh, some some uh, athletes at the high school level around the state who had big weekends uh, and, and were really productive and deserve a little bit of shine. So we'll go through that. Top of the hour. Very happy to have Clint May as our ESPN roundtable this week. He's took take, He took over uh, just last week as the inner head coach of the Montana track and field team. He's been there uh, a couple of years now as an assistant coach, but uh, taking over on that interim basis after the resignation of Brian Schwain. So we spoke with him uh, about his life as a, uh, a track uh, star and then as a track coach, which has uh, been in track and field and cross country uh, since the 90s. I mean, for, since really since the 80s. We go back to even his late 80s, his high school days. So uh, great to talk with him. So we'll hear about that and we will get into a little bit of N- NBA stuff as well the Bucks eliminated from the postseason by the Miami Heat we'll talk about that game six of the Toronto Boston series that tips off uh, here in about a half an hour we will join that game in progress as soon as the show is over we'll obviously keep you updated on that throughout if you want to call 329 excuse me 361-3688 361-3688 the phone number you can also text that phone number happy to have you in here either live uh, on the air or uh, via text with your uh, feedback 361 688. All guests join us via the Rangage Brothers RV phone line. If you want to listen live, go to the website, 1029ESPN.com, 1029ESPN.com. You check out the stream. It is there all the time. Thanks to Opportunity Bank of Montana, Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Coulter, you and I did an entire show yesterday evening, but it wasn't recorded, so we're just going to repeat what we did last night here and now. Is that what I? Is that how I understand it? Really? Did it get recorded yesterday? So, no, no, no. I mean, the show did, but we did another oh, show oh, later. Oh, oh. We, were on, say, we were on. We were on. Show was fire. <laughs> Every show is fire. Yeah, last night, uh, you know, Coulter and I went over fire there. Than, it's even more fire though when you say stupid things like you did oh, yesterday. You are just. You are just. No, we'll come. We'll come back around on this because I actually think that we are each making individual points that, while not the same, are both correct, and I think it really do, does show the two ways you can analyze football in the NFL, and I think that neither one is more right than the other, and I think that each one has definitely validity to it. And so I will give it up to you in a in certain extent, but I'm still going to dig dig in my heels and hold my ground a little bit as well. But hey. first, got to talk a little Grizz football because I know there's no Grizz football going on, but we do have a couple Grizz things going on. That's right. Released from the University of Montana today, uh, Kent Haslam, uh, well, I guess uh, officially uh, Eric Tabor putting this out, but uh, from Kent Haslam that the University of Montana has signed a home-and-home with Indiana State for, is it 2022 and 2024? Or 2025 even? Uh, 2022-2025. Okay, so three years apart in between each other, but a team, is this right, Coulter, the, the, the Montana Grizzlies have never played in their history, Indiana State. They're a member of the Missouri Valley Conference, so obviously, you know, one of the other, probably the other best conference at the FCS level uh, in the Missouri Valley, and anytime you can get non-conference home-and-home like opponents, which is hard to come by in the FCS, especially when you're from you know, a major conference in the FCS, because I don't consider teams, say, from the Pioneer League to be like opponents, even though they're FCS opponents. Yes. And so this is – and Indiana State, 
certainly has nothing like the name recognition that the University of Montana does, but they are in a very competitive conference, and you have to attain you know some level of, of program status in order to be admitted to the Missouri Valley. And so this will be exciting, a couple of years down the road, and, uh, and, 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 and a great you know, non-conference uh, pair of games to have scheduled uh, with, uh, with the club. A few notes on Indiana State. The number one uh, thought that probably pops into people's minds: Larry Bird. Larry Bird. Gotta the Indiana State Sycamores. They are they went, still are they still like baby sky blue, robin egg blue? I believe in at least in basketball. I'm actually not sure what their football colors are, but this yeah. is a football program that has actually been on the rise. It's Indiana State is the state normal school, so it's it's the the teacher school. Okay, and uh, a lot of times those schools fall into the FCS level because they're usually schools that are uh, oftentimes they're not state universities like this one is. They're more directional universities, still still part of the state university system. But you know what I'm saying? Like usually the Montana Western, usually the state university is the land grant institution, the University of Montana or University of Wisconsin. That's the quote unquote flagship university. And then there's the satellite campuses of said universities, part of that university system. But Indiana State, a normal school, that's also a state university. So that makes it a little bit different than a lot of state universities. Mm -hmm. But those schools usually, almost every quote-unquote normal school that you encounter, besides ones like maybe Kansas State that rise to become really huge institutions, most of them are about... FCS level big, mm-hmm. they have or a, smaller. A small. I mean, they have a, they have a twelve thousand student enrollment right now. So yeah. you know, pretty much on par with most of the schools in the Big Sky. A little smaller than some, a little bit larger than others, including Montana at this exact moment. But a school that's never come to the University of Montana play a football game, never played Missoula in Missoula, never played the Grizz. Period. But uh, like you said, a school from the Missouri Valley Football Conference. And they've been building a little bit of success. They were 5-7 and seven a year ago, but they were in and out of the top 25. I had them in the top 25 for uh, a good portion of last year before they ended up kind of fading down the stretch. They are much like uh, a lot of Missouri Valley teams. They really like to run the ball. They had a great running back a couple years ago who was a semifinalist for the Walter Payton Award. They were a 7-4 and four team that was right on the playoff bubble two years ago. They finished 5-7 and seven a year ago. But they're a team that, you know, they're not North Dakota State. They're not South Dakota State. They're not Northern Iowa. They're not Illinois State. But they're in the same tier as Western Illinois and uh, some of the other sort of middle Missouri Valley Football Conference mm-hmm. teams, which means that they're very competitive, which means, I mean, to me, if you're in the top half of the Big Sky or the Missouri Valley, you're in the top 30 in the country. So this will be a good opponent for Montana. <laughs> Good to get them on the schedule for 2022 and 2025. And uh, always fun when you get to play a school that, when one of the, the Montana schools gets to play a school that they've never played before. And it's also always fun when those schools get to come to Missoula. Yeah. The return of the home and home, it's always a huge pain in the ass for the head football coach. <laughs> because getting Western <laughs> Illinois to come play in Bozeman for the Gold Rush game, that's great. Ask Jeff Choate what he thought about going back to going Macomb. Going to Macomb. Yeah. Ain't good. No. Sometimes the home and home is great because it's Northern Iowa. And you get to go to Cedar Falls, and that's a that's a good home environment there too. It's not such a pain to get there. But some of these these um, Missouri Valley football conference schools, although they have 
decently competitive football programs nowhere near the following. The upper tier of the Missouri Valley is on par with the Montana schools, but these middle schools sometimes not. I'm not actually sure how well Indiana State has drawn recently. We'll get into it. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we got a couple years to yeah, sort it out. Yeah, we got a couple, couple years to sort that out. But I guess a positive announcement for Grizz football fans, there's going to be a quality opponent Absolutely. coming to Missoula. And uh, it's also worth noting that the Missouri Valley Football Conference and the Big Sky Conference has had this Missouri Valley Big Sky Challenge going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. And by and large, the Missouri Valley has dominated this thing. But comes a little bit of a caveat. Like, for example, Northern Iowa played an all- Big Sky non-conference schedule last year. Northern Iowa was good. They lost to Weber State by almost two two full touchdowns. They beat Idaho State. They beat Southern Utah. Okay, so you beat you know you got two two out of three for your conference in the docket. Yeah. But you beat two of the worst teams in the league. I mean, Southern Utah was one of the worst teams in the country last year. By the time it was all said and done, and so. What does it mean? I don't know. But it is always good when it comes to the playoffs and things like that because I think the playoff committee. Even if Indiana State ends up just being an average to even a below average team, it's it's going to go farther with the playoff committee. It's a better win than beating a D2 school or beating you know a Pioneer Football League school like you're talking about or one of the Northeast Conference teams. The, the SCS has more tiers than people think. Laying it on Wagner or Marist or Butler, yeah. it doesn't do much for your resume. Right. Any team out of the Missouri Valley is going to be a worthy opponent comparatively to other non-conferences you're going to get in Missoula. No question. Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. All right, Coulter, we uh, had a spirited uh, conversation yesterday evening regarding the NFL. Uh, I've had a night to sleep on it, and I have only cemented how very right I am about this in my own mind. I can't Uh, wait to hear even what you state as what the argument is because I don't even know if you get that part right. It's just it's just unbelievable here where you're at. Now, I don't know if you want to do more broadly because we specifically were siphoning out the NFC West. And first of all, you questioned whether... You, you tell the people what your opinion was. I'll tell them how I contrasted it, and we'll go from there. My uh, fact, which I stated yesterday, is that the NFC West is the toughest division in football. Okay. And I came back with... I agree it's the deepest and most competitive division in football, but I think there's two ways of gauging what is the best division in football. And I argued that if you have more than one team in your division that can win the conference, that can win the entire NFC, that I believe that you can be on par with a division that's deeper. This then came boiled down to us arguing about the NFC North versus the NFC West. I completely and utterly concede that... Both the Los Angeles Rams and the Arizona Cardinals would be no worse than third and potentially even second in the NFC North, but I don't think so. I also concede that the Seattle Seahawks are significantly better than the Chicago Bears or the Detroit Lions. Mm -hmm. My premise was that I believe that there is four teams. I believe there's four teams that could win the NFC, and I believe two of them are in the NFC North. And one of them is in the NFC West. So then that then the argument divulged into, basically, can the Seahawks win the NFC? You say yes, I say no. Take it from here. First of all, there's no question. Not If you want to say that the Seahawks can't win the NFC, it's your prerogative. You can make that claim. You can't then also say the Vikings can win it. That's not possible. Here's it, it, it is possible. No. Because here is my premise. This is where I will concede to you 
while also arguing adamantly for my point. If Minnesota played Seattle in either Minnesota or Seattle, I would pick Seattle to win that game. Okay? Okay. I like this. This sounds good to me. This sounds reasonable. Minnesota, though, has a better chance to win in New Orleans or win in San Francisco than the Seahawks do. Oh, absolutely not for the latter. The Seahawks already beat the San Francisco 49ers in San Francisco. Okay. Last Not time last they, year. Yes, in San Francisco. I believe that's the game they won. I think they lost they at home. Last year? They split. Okay. I could be wrong. Could have been a home 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 win and home win. I think it was both road wins, both in overtime, both late. The Seattle Seahawks have a far better chance of beating the San Francisco 49ers than do the Minnesota Vikings. How do you figure? Because they already have done it and they but play but that them does, twice that a that year. That doesn't correlate to right now, though. The Seahawks have literally the worst defensive line in the NFC. The, the least, I should say, the least prominent. They have no one of any sort of merit or prestige on their defensive front. That, against the San Francisco 49ers, is a recipe for a disaster. Not necessarily. How do you figure San Francisco's the best running team the league's seen in a decade? They're, they're a very good running team, and they will run through and over just about everybody they play. What you are talking about is getting after the quarterback, and I... I'm not going to argue the point. Seattle's weak on the defensive line. This is a fact. Okay. You know what? There's a lot of areas of a lot of weakness of a lot of teams. And if you look at the areas of strength, which is what I would prefer to do, the areas of strength that Seattle has are multiple. And also, they have a, a, a recipe and a formula for the postseason, regardless of who they go up against, that creates – the opportunity for victory regardless of who and where that opponent is. I mean, you know as well as I do, Pete Carroll's, how does he do it? You you drag him into deep water and hope you come out on top at the end, right? Uh, and that, and, and that, that is what... And, and they're great at that, and they execute that. And, that's, and that is why I will say that if the Seahawks and the Vikings played in the playoffs, the Seahawks would have a definitive advantage for no other reason than Kirk Cousins has won one out of 21 <laughs> games where it's come down to the last two minutes. That's a real statistic. He has only ever led a comeback and or sealed a game once in his entire professional okay. football career. Okay. okay. But, so that's- but that's the formula if the Seahawks are playing the Vikings. The Seahawks don't have a formula this year against the Niners. You can pump up Bobby Wagner and Jamal Adams all you want. I will. Congratulations. There's a reason that those positions are not highly paid. There's a reason that teams are dumping $100 billion contracts on defensive linemen and not middle linebackers and safeties. It doesn't matter if Bobby Wagner has 100 tackles against the 49ers, if they're all six yards down the field. It doesn't matter what Jamal Adams does. If you cannot fortify the line, if you cannot win in the trenches, you cannot beat the Niners. The Vikings have a fighting chance against the Niners in the trenches. The Seahawks don't. Let me ask you something. Are the 49ers, were they capable of running all over the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl last year? I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs have elite defensive line. Did they get run all over, though? I don't know. I don't remember the Super Bowl. Yes. I haven't remembered the Super Bowl yes, in years. Yes, they did. And then they decided to throw the ball like 11 straight times yeah. in the fourth quarter, okay. and it all went sideways. Okay. Okay. What I'm saying is San Francisco's great at what – San Francisco's fa- – uh, San Francisco is absolutely going to be favored in, in – as constructed right now right. in all of these games. I know. So my whole point was that the NFC North 
can be set alongside the NFC West because the NFC North has two teams that can beat the two definitive favorites in the NFC. That's the 49ers and the Saints. And I just don't think the Seahawks can do it. But that's just mistaken. Like, they certainly can. I don't understand. Sell me on the Seahawks besides Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson. So besides the coach and besides the quarterback... You, and you, besides the you, best secondary of any of them. You're a sports... It's not the best secondary. It is the best it's secondary. Not, it's it not. Is. How? What, under what justification? Trey Flowers, Shaquille Griffin... Uh, Shaq Griffin quit, gets quit, all this hype because of name recognition. Diggs He's not that good. and Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams is the one quality player in that secondary that I would say is better than guys in the Diggs, Vikings who, secondary. Who came over from Detroit yesterday was phenomenal... Or yesterday, last year, excuse me, was phenomenal. Anyway, the point of all this uh, is The Vikings say, are better in the secondary than the Seahawks, though. They are. They have two... They have two prominent safeties. You can argue for the Vikings as much as you want. The proof is in the pudding. And they have never... What do you mean the proof's in the pudding? They, the, the Vikings were good on defense last year. The Seahawks were not. They did what? They, and they did what in the playoffs? The, the Seattle Seahawks went on the road and won. And, it, the, and it, the Vikings won in New Orleans. And I give them that. The one out of 22. Congratulations. You like that? Go get them, Kirk. I mean, but completely objective, just what it completely is. objectively in analyzing the personnel of these two teams, the Minnesota Vikings are better at every single position besides second wide receiver, maybe tight end, but I'm still not giving the, the Seattle that. Will Disley, what's up? Quarterback, certainly. But the Vikings are better at every single defensive line position, every linebacker position besides one, but still, Eric Kendricks was a first-team All-Pro a year ago. And in the secondary, the Vikings have two all-pro caliber safeties. The Seahawks have one. The corners are awash. When the game is played on paper, you can come and you can tell me all you want. When the game is played on the field, I watch what I see, and I see what I see in Seattle and what they do, and they're going to be very good again, and in fact, even better than they were a year ago. But they're not good, man. The Seahawks have been so just like one notch above average since the Legion of Boom was disbanded. You mean three years ago? I haven't been impressed watching the Seahawks play. I'm impressed by NFL teams week in and week out. Teams like the Colts, teams like the Browns, teams like the Texans even have impressed me. The Seahawks have not impressed me. The Browns have never once impressed you. I've been honking the Browns for three years and you've only laughed at me and rightfully so. The Seahawks have had like two transcendent performances in the last four years and they happen to be both last year, both against their rival in the San Francisco 49ers. And that is the point, because that is what they do, and they step up when they have to, and they need to, and they have a way. There is such a thing as belief, there is such a thing as psyche, there is such a thing as culture, and that is part of what Pete Carroll brings to the table, and that is why they get the guys they get. You know what the Legion of Boom was before they were the Legion of Boom? A bunch of nobodies, a bunch of guys who, when you put them on the paper, you go, well, I never heard of this guy, this guy's a fifth rounder, where they get this guy, an undrafted free agent, and then they all came together, and guess what? They were the dominant force of defense for several years in the NFL. I'm not saying that this is that, but what I am saying is that I'm not selling the Seahawks short because they have done it. This group being John Schneider and Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson have done it and and really have never not done it. I mean, they're only winning 10 games and going to the playoffs every year at a minimum and high watermark winning a Super Bowl. So that that is... It's been a long time since they won a Super Bowl. It's been like five years. Six years. So Seven they, years. They, they have been... They have been, I don't know, it was not 2013. It's just 2013. They went, no. I just wrote it in a promo. They went in 2013 and 2014. they got to redo the they, promo. They won in 13. They lost in 14. On the so, ends of those seasons. So they won the, in 2000, the 2014 year of Super Bowl. Okay. 2015, they lost. And then the Vikings, oh, right. It's here nor there, man. But, no, the, it is the there. The entire rosters are turned over. The only consistents are Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson. 
I don't know what you want me to say, man. I can't argue my point any better okay. than I already have. Well, I got great news in for the you. Playoffs, October 11th is coming. That has nothing to do with what I'm saying. I'm not betting on the Seahawks versus the Vikings. The Seahawks will beat the Vikings this year. Okay, then January 1st is coming. It's all about in the playoffs, and we okay. might not even get to see the matchup. It's And so this is completely speculatory. All I'm saying is that Seattle will get run over by the 49ers or the Saints in the playoffs. The Vikings would not. We'll see it when we get there. I hope we do, because I would take the Seattle Seahawks in any postseason matchup before I would take the Minnesota Vikings, just surely based on experience and what I've seen of the pedigree of the group. I want you to find me a team, and I think this is the one thing that, that I think maybe skews your lens on this entire thing. I cannot remember a team in the NFL that has as anonymous of a defensive front as the Seattle Seahawks do this year that was good, period. There is no example for me. Okay. You think the Packers are not very good on defense. The Packers have significantly better players in their front seven than the Seattle Seahawks do. They, they're they they're okay on defense. Green Bay was better last year, actually, than they've been the last about four or five well, years. Well, they have significantly better players in their front seven than the Seattle Seahawks do. Mm. The other thing is that... Y- See, Green Bay's <laughs> got about the worst linebacking core the, in the NFL. The Seahawks, we, you have to remove yourself from the bubble that you live in. We hear the narrative of the Seattle Seahawks much more in Missoula, Montana than any other NFL team. We are the affiliates for the Seattle Seahawks. We're proud to be the affiliates of the Seattle Seahawks. We will have a, a return of our 12 for the 12 segment with the best Seahawks insider in the Who entire NFL. Who will ask this very Mike question, Dugar. too. I guarantee you, Mike Dugar, if I ask him, evaluate Seattle's defensive front, he's going to laugh out loud. Of course, but if you say evaluate Seattle's chances in the postseason over and against Minnesota's, it's a very different question. I didn't. I'm not arguing the prowess of the defensive front. All I'm saying, though, is that we have much more stark ability to consume and absorb the narratives of the Seahawks specifically than any other team. The Seahawks in our neck of the woods and broadly throughout the NFL have this tremendous reputation for being able to develop players defensively. They tore down the Legion of Boom. They haven't been very good on defense since then, but it hasn't mattered. Your point is correct. They continue to win 10 or 11 games. All I'm saying is you can't slight the Vikings for that. The Vikings have, in my mind, that this narrative doesn't get shoved down anybody's throats because the Vikings get literally no national coverage, even though they are on national TV from time to time. The narrative, as someone that follows them in depth, the narrative of the Vikings is that Mike Zimmer is the absolute best person in the National Football League at drafting and developing secondary talent. So to me, sure, they lost their headline corner in Xavier Rhodes. But that's an upgrade to me because Xavier Rhodes was playing with what was basically a non-existent hamstring all year last year, and he's 31 years old now. I don't know if this Mike Harris kid that they drafted is going to be good, but if you talk about proofs in the pudding... They haven't drafted a guy in the secondary that's flopped since Mike Zimmer was the head coach. And he's developed multiple of the best safeties and corners in the league. Let me ask you something. Yes. Have the Vikings been good to very good on defense the last handful of years? The Vikings have been good to very good on defense for most of the last 20 years. Yes. Great. They've been they've been they've been good to very good to even maybe a little bit better than very good defensively. In, I, I, in, in almost the entire Mike Zimmer era, I thought the last yeah the last handful of years, I think they have a top five defense. I think the only franchises that could say that they had consistently better defensive personnel than the Vikings over the last five to six years are the Baltimore Ravens, 
I mean, and there's, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. As, as far as consistently across the board, yeah, I, I, okay, I, yeah. I, I get your okay. point. Yes. What have they won? I mean, what, what have they more, done in the playoffs? More, more than you ever give them credit for. No, 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 no. That's not true. Well, I, 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 I'm just saying, I mean, we're talking about San Francisco, okay, New Orleans, the the, the, the teams in the NFC that are the betting favorites, the odds-on favorites to go and win a Super Bowl. I mean, we're talking about the cream of the crop, right? Totally. Seattle's only done it once, win the whole thing. They've totally. gone twice. Okay, totally. it's fine. Totally. But they, are, they have... With whatever version of defense, offense, the whole group, and we're talking about teams, right? We're not talking about one position group, one side of the football. We're talking about the whole thing. And if you take the whole, the pedigree is with the Seattle Seahawks in in the history of the two coaches, which there is enough now to talk about the history of the yep. two coaches, Mike Zimmer and Pete Carroll. Yep. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I think you're really splicing hairs to say – which team was more impressive in their second round playoff loss? Who's going to be better on the, offense? The, the Seattle Seahawks, the Seattle Seahawks under Pete Carroll have made the playoffs seven times in ten years. They have advanced to the conference championship game three times. They've advanced to the Super Bowl twice. They've won a Super Bowl. Okay. okay? Yeah. That is that is incrementally but not largely better than Mike Zimmer. In seven years under Mike Zimmer, the Vikings have made the playoffs four times. They've won a playoff game each of the four years. They've made it to the conference championship game twice, and they've never made it to the Super Bowl. So, yes, the Seattle Seahawks have made it incrementally farther than the Vikings, but to me, if you're talking about the history and prestige of the franchise, since Mike Zimmer took over in 2014, which was the year that the Seattle Seahawks lost in the Super Bowl, the franchises have been almost exactly identical, with the only differences being the high watermark of the Vikings was higher because they won 14 games one year. The Seahawks have never won more than 11. You tell me the Vikings went to two NFC Conference Championship games since Mike Zimmer's been the head coach. Yep. Against who? The they lost to the Philadelphia Eagles in 2017, and they lost oh, the last year they they won in, in New Orleans, but they lost in the divisional because it's the second round of the playoffs, so they lost to the Correct. Niners. Okay, so but playoff records over the last since since the Seahawks last Super Bowl appearance, three and three each. I got the Seahawks, and I'm very confident about this. That's all I'm saying. It's two tell new on us, one two nine ESPN radio. At the, to to fit it, to put a bow on this, <laughs> what you're arguing is correct. If you have the best coach quarterback combo in the NFL, which now that Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are not aligned with each other, the Seattle Seahawks have the best quarterback coach combo in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It remains to be seen what Matt LaFour is. Maybe him and Aaron Rodgers have been on a nine-month honeymoon and they just take the league by storm. But to me, right now, the top... Yeah, Sh- Sean, it, it, Sean Payton, Drew Brees Sean Payton, Drew, Bre- good, Sean Payton, Drew Brees is really good. Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes is really good. Yeah. But as far as... as, far that, as that might be very, a winner. Okay, but, but, but we've talked about this extensively. There's a, there's multiple, there's two distinct ways. There's, there's multiple ways to run an NFL franchise, but there's two mm-hmm. distinct paths you're going to take. Are you going to be all about professionalism, acquiring pros, buying into the greater, you know, professional aspirations of be of greatness, like the like the Patriots did better than anybody? But that's very much like the Chiefs' role too. The Chiefs have a little bit of element of swagger and flair where they want to have fun. But there's only one team that stands alone in the NFL where they win with culture. the The Ravens have dabbled in it. 
Jim Harbaugh, John Harbaugh's done a great job with that. Mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan's dabbling in it with San Francisco, but the Seahawks run a true college style culture where it's all for one, one for all, sell out for your brother, drag him into deep water, bring him down. And when you talk about which quarterback is ideal for that style, Russell Wilson is perfect for that style. Yep. So you can argue that Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson are the best quarterback coach combo and certainly the most experienced. They've been together now. Sean Payton and, and uh, Drew Brees are the only other pair that can really rival in terms of longevity of the marriage. Okay. It's a definitive way to win. And I totally agree with what you're saying. It still doesn't take away from my point that I think the Seattle Seahawks have serious personnel issues this year. That doesn't mean they're not going to win 10 games. I think Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson are that freaking good. Shoe them in. I really do. I think Russell Wilson is so freaking good that they can win 10 games while still having deficiencies on defense. But what I'm saying is, Exactly. The point you're making about the Vikings without saying it is that the Vikings have been a lead on defense the entire Mike Zimmer era, and it hasn't mattered because all it means is one win in the playoffs and done or oh and one in the playoffs, and that's it. What I'm saying is the Seahawks are in that exact same boat until they shore up this definitive weakness that they have on the front seven defensively. Maybe. We could both be arguing that these two teams could win the NFC, and in, and in actual matter of fact... Neither one can. The only two teams that can are the Saints and the 49ers. Now, see, I, I, when, this, is, this is the difference of analysis for you and I is the word can because you have a much greater restriction on can, in, and that's fine. This is not a, this is not a matter of fact. This is, this is a matter of viewpoint where you say, look, only two or three teams can win this thing. That's because these are the teams that are to complete. These are the things that can do it. I tend to think that any team that makes the postseason can do it. When was the last time that happened, man? I mean, the the Green Bay Packers... That was the, 10 years ago. Okay, so 10 years ago. That's not that long. The New York Giants, also as a sixth seed in the West, ran all the way through to a, to a Super Bowl championship. Like, it does happen. And it's not likely. It's not expected. But it is possible. And if we're talking about the realm of possibility, it seems like a pretty big realm. I think that Packers team is the biggest anomaly because... They literally did it with a quarterback on a hot streak, which I think that conventional wisdom would say that's the easiest way to do it, and it's not. Here's the fact of the matter. Every team that's gotten hot and run through the playoffs to win the Super Bowl, it's not because of the quarterback play. It's because of the pass rush. It's because of the pass rushers. Mm, Eli Manning was was okay, pretty good. I mean, he was above average for sure in those Super Bowl runs for the Giants. It was Justin Tuck and Jason Pierre-Paul and Michael Strahan that won those Super Bowls for the for the Giants. When Joe Flacco, I mean, Joe, Flacco, Joe Flacco, he had man. to hit, he, that was what the media shoves down your throat though, man, no. because it's way easier for the American public to consume Joe Flacco throwing deep balls Nobody than has, it is for them to consume Terrell Suggs ripping people's faces off. Yeah, but also, I mean, Ray Lewis standing back there doing his Ray Lewis thing was clearly, I mean, it was just the last game, the last run that he ever had, right? His last ride. And sure. the defense is still great in Baltimore. Sure. Nobody's arguing the point. We're, we're gonna, we're gonna but 11 s- touchdowns and no interceptions for a guy like th- that that we now kind of see for the whole totality of what he is. I mean, that's an amazing hot streak on a playoff and Super Bowl run. It, it is. Later this week, we will talk about all the things that you don't get presented from the NFL commentators as a passionate football fan. It's the thing that annoys me about the coverage of the NFL more than anything. If any quarterback ever does anything, they will make sure that everybody and their moms knows about it. They don't ever talk about guys like B.J. Raji. They don't ever talk about guys like Jarrell Casey. They don't ever talk about guys like Derek Wolf. 
those are the guys that actually win games, and that's where I think that the Seahawks just fall short. It's a great discussion, though, guess, because I really think that it, it really does put on display the two different ways that you can try to win an NFL championship. Well, there are a couple different ways to go about it. You can have the best team with Jimmy Garoppolo, or you can have a pretty good team with Patrick Mahomes. Right? Um, no, I see. Yeah. I think that I think that that's a uh, a little bit of a slight. I think that the Chiefs. I think Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. I also think the Chiefs, Chiefs are legit. They're so legit. They man. are. I mean, they, they are. Have, they have multiple legit pass rusters. They have multiple legit guys in the They're secondary. They, they got, got their boy on a rookie contract. That's why they got Patrick Mahomes playing for playing for a song. We we wrote really, up everywhere. I, I, I just really I really think we actually haven't seen a team that's as stacked as the Chiefs because because the, it reminds me of the Legion of Boom with the Seahawks. But Mahomes is significantly better than Russell Wilson was at that moment. Oh, no. I mean, he's better than everybody that's ever played the game for sure ever in his second year as a player. <laughs> sure okay, ever. I mean, that's not even close. And by the way, I know he's not for a song now. He's for $500 million. I'm aware that that happened, but you understand the point. Tutel Nuwana is ESPN Radio. Market, another dub for Tutel. Oh, my God. Uh, we got some trivia I'm going to ask Coulter trivia questions. He's going to get a couple of these right. He's going to get a couple of these wrong, my guess, but we'll see. And either way, you're category. the winner. We're going to give you wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern. Oh, dude, we're all over the place. We got we got uh, uh, some baseball, football, NHL, geography. You like that? We'll get yep. you out. Wings to the Desperado trivia. Two-tail new one is next. For unquestionably committed coverage of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics from a homegrown local source, you can count on Skyline Sports. The grassroots news-gathering organization is owned and operated by Coulter and Brooks Nuanas, a pair of Missoula natives and University of Montana graduates. For the best sports journalism in the state, you can choose to buy local when you choose to buy Skyline Sports. For $8 a month or $90 a year, you can get the best coverage available at SkylineSportsMT.com. Skyline Sports, every day, every season. Welcome back to Tell Nuanas, 129 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Someday we'll talk about the offenses. See how that one goes. <laughs> uh, but right now, boys and girls, we got wings for you, and all you got to do is call. 361 You don't have to answer any questions. We're going to take care of that for you. We're going to have some fun, Coulter and I. But if you want wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern, give us a shout. Best wings in the city of Missoula. We'll set you up. We'll send you over there, and uh, you can get yourself embroiled in some sauce. What do we like? Spicy, spicy. Hot teriyaki. Spicy teriyaki, hot teriyaki. It's the way, man. Some ranch. Oh, oh, all day long. The Desperado. All right, Coulter, here we go. I got some. I, 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 got, I don't want you to accuse me of cheating. So no, 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 I'm putting no. my SWX uploading away. I, I don't, I don't think. You're, so this is these are these are some current event stuff, and then okay. and then a very very much the antithesis of a current event. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, by the way, I was never mind. We'll we'll talk okay. about it later. Okay. I'm uploading. We were on SWX tonight last night. We sure I wore were. A pink jacket for the folks. You wore a striped tie and a plaid. Coat. It's amazing. We're on the same station right now for two hours a day. 
Take top jorts. That's what I do. And then, then when I go on with Rainy, I feel like, oh, I got to do a full even suit. Though you know? pri- same, even same though we're gym. on in prime time right I now, know. and Rain Man's on at 1030. I should, maybe I should wear a suit in here. Here's the thing, though. They do have a very nice climate control situation over there. They in do, the, in and the those cameras studio. are much more HD, so you got to mm. be looking a little fresh. Mm. And plus, the main man, Rain Man, is, is always uh, looking good. Speaking of, Sean actually just tagged us on Twitter. Uh, the Making It Rainy pa- podcast, which love is it. fun. It's a betting podcast. We decided we love hanging out so much. Might as well do it. Jump in. And there. so we're going to be doing picks against the spread all, all year long with Sean. And our first NFL Week 1 lines and uh, future bets are up right now. So you can check it out uh, on Sean's Twitter, a variety of other entry points. It was really fun. Well. We we recorded the podcast yesterday. And despite what you heard in segment one, you and I were on the same page on about 80 to 85 percent of yeah, those see, picks, I, which I, maybe not that surprising. Which but. makes me think that you and I, instead of we can argue on the show, but I think we should collaborate, mm. pool our money together, and you, uh, I you, think we should make our bets, but uh, make them twice as much. My wife and I, when we first got married, mm-hmm. uh, separate from one another, said, okay, here's what we're going to do. Let's write down 10 places that we've never been that we've always thought would be awesome to travel to. Okay, You write your 10, I'll write my 10, and then we overlap. And then if you have you know, some that are the same... You go, okay, that's like the flagship, right? Right. So you should take your bets, I'll take my bets, and then the bets where we like agree, that's where you go, okay, there's the strength right there. We're coming at the same way. Totally. Maybe I'll pay off my debt to you in just doubling my gambling bets and then paying you out like that. Now, what what debt? Oh, the the other debt. I owe uh, no. Yeah. I owe you. I owe you some money. You did some sales for me. Uh, yeah, yeah. You've been, you've been helping Skyline Sports well. stay afloat for several years. <laughs> yeah. You gave me a viable uh, career in the wonderful Garden City. <laughs> My shirt. Is Are you okay? I don't know. I got a lot of. We're already out of time. Okay, here we go. Let's do I'm some ready. trivia. I'm ready. Okay. Music is catching baseball by storm. Okay. You know A-Rod and J-Lo, right, yep, are trying yep, to buy the Mets. Yep, yep. But there's a new pop star in the mix. Mm-hmm. Have you heard this? I have, yeah. Okay, uh, good. Well, so here, he's trying to buy, and I say he, uh, not buy, but get an MLB team yep. to go to Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Who is it? Justin Timberlake. It is JT, the one and the only. I, I know this because, well, first of all, I, I'm, a, I'm a Justin Timberlake fan. I, I like him. I think he's... I think he's a really. I, I I think his music's pretty good. I just think he himself is really cool. I uh, was gonna say I I don't know that I've had probably a bigger swing in terms of my not liking a uh, 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 you know a celebrity or a, you just something didn't like, like him because he was an insane right. I mean, and I don't fault myself for that. A I mean, child man. Well, sure, no. I mean, so but so was I. Well, eh, it was it was a little pure hate. It's okay. We're the same age. Yeah, you guys probably are about the same. We age. are, yeah, yeah. I think so. Well, you know, if your mom I'm, was I like, got, hey, Justin, I got a little talent. He's got, you know, okay. He's but if your mom was like, hey, Ryan, go uh, tour the world and make tens of millions of dollars when you're 19 years old and have every female I, 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 obsessed I'm, with I'm you. not faulting him. I'm just saying I was not a fan. In fact, I was a, I was a hater. I'm not saying I'm and a big fan either. I, Justin Timberlake's music has evolved quite a bit, though. He's but I give him guy. credit because it's it's very hard once you've cast yourself in a role. Yeah. 
to break out of that and right. show yourself to be, you know, more right. versatile, do something different. And he certainly has. And I, I'm with you. I think Justin Timberlake's great. JT, yep. what's yep. up? Yep. Some uh, Montana ties there, right? Some there Yellowstone? is some Montana ties. He's okay. also kind of, I don't want to say homies, but uh, acquaintances with former Grizz Mark Mariani, who's okay. become quite a little local celebrity in Nashville himself. So shout out Clark Mark. Well, maybe he's on there somewhere as well. Uh, okay, here we go. Have you seen this? Jalen Ramsey. Yep. Have you seen it? I have seen this, yes. Oh, man. Okay, well, don't ruin it for the people. Let me okay. just read it and you answer it. Jalen Ramsey has signed the richest deal for a defensive back in the history of the NFL. It is a five-year extension. What is it reportedly worth in total? $105 million. $105 million. Did you see the signing bonus? Something like 60-plus. Bro, $71.2 million due at signing. So, I now, mean, Do I understand that right? Yes. You do. Today, he puts his name on the thing, and that's, bang, 72 mil, minus taxes, call it 48 mil, in your bank account. Yep. And doesn't go towards the salary cap. Well, and that's why they do that, right? Because they 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 had to pay Jared Goff, and you're signing all these dudes and everything Uh, like that. I mean, they high-paid Jared Goff, Aaron Donald. They Todd Gurley before they cut him, and now Jalen Ramsey. I mean, that's amazing. 71.2 million, I've never heard of it. I've never heard of that. Yeah, it is It is truly amazing. That in itself would be such a crazy phenomenon. I think that one thing that would actually rival it, though, so Chris Paul, when he gets to his last year of his current contract, hmm. I think he's going to make $49.5 million, but that has nothing to do with the, the um, a signing bonus or anything like that. So I believe he will be the first North American pro athlete to be receiving what amounts to $1 million checks per week because in the nba you don't get game checks like the nfl mm, you still yeah, get paid once a week right right so he'll be getting like nine hundred and eighty thousand dollars a week the 72 million is amazing one shot one deal bam in the bank account but just imagine you know that you're going to get a million dollar check every single week yeah i mean i don't want to be bothered with that give it all to me at once <laughs> uh okay very good here we go coulter this will be a little harder for you okay there are four teams left in yeah. the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. Yep. Okay, Western Conference Finals, yeah. Eastern Conference. Can you name one team? I can name all four. You can? I can. Oh, because let's, let's I go. Can, I can name all four because a uh, buddy of mine swung by my house the other night. Yeah. He's uh, he's from Texas, mm. and he told me, he said, bro, so I don't even like hockey, but he's really into sports gambling. He said, I laid down 50 bucks on the Dallas Stars to win the Stanley Cup, and I got him at like 7200 plus 7200 Oof. And he said, now they're in it. Yes, they're they in are the in it. Yes. He's like, if I win this thing, man, I mean, you do the math. They're Whatever, 50 seven, times 720 is, that's a lot. Yeah. 3,500 bucks? Uh, it's, a, it's a decent amount. It's, a, it's, it's a lot. So that. the Dallas Stars are playing, I'm trying to think of who's so in the Western East, Conference who's in the East and who's in the West. Western, Western Conference Finals Final. is Dallas Stars versus the Vegas Knights. That's Vegas it. Vegas Golden Knights. Tied at one game and, apiece. And uh, the other side is the... Um, He's got his eyes shut. It's the Islanders. Yes, that's the hardest uh, one of the four. I'm just trying to remember because I was looking at this on the sports betting app last night. That's the only reason I know this. I have (laughs) not followed this at all. Uh, Thank you, uh, Bavada and Montana Sports Bet. Um, They're playing the Tampa Bay Lightning. The best team in the NHL from a year ago, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Game two of that series, the Lightning are up 1-0 is this evening on NBC Sports Network. They're going back and forth one game a night. That's how it is right now in the NHL playoffs. Thanks, sports gambling. 
the uh, anti-current uh, event question. Okay. What is the length in miles of the planet Earth around the equator? Oh, man. Uh, I, I think I kind of remember this because you've asked this as a way. You know, I thought I before. knew the answer to this, and I I uh, was a little bit mistaken on this. I was I was close. How close do I have to get to the mile? <laughs> I, I'm saying I'm saying it is. Let's see how good my photographic memory is because I yeah. can sometimes remember the number as I've seen it. it it's something like. 24,904. Now, when was the last time you looked at this number? You. Last time you did this in a Winged Wednesday question, probably six months ago. Is that right? Yeah. 24901. I'm sorry oh, you, you lose. Oh, boy. <laughs> that is so good, man. I remembered all the way. That is really impressive. You're not messing with me on this? I'm not this? messing with you. I'm that not was, messing with that you. was impressive. 24,901 miles. The uh, If you ever want to watch a hilarious. I thought it was like 26 something. A hilarious special on Netflix. It's all about the guy who his life goal became winning the prices right. And he went and sat in the crowd and memorized every single product that was possible. And then he would watch QVC and memorize all those numbers too. And then he gets up there and he wins the whole thing. And so then he tries to go back, 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 and back, but they wouldn't let him come back, but he would sit in the crowd and scream and he would nail the bids all the time. So he's getting these people up on the stage. It's just hilarious. Just helping them out. Uh, Reese, did we have a winner here for the uh, wings? You tell me who who was it? We got to shout the person out. We'll find it. We'll find out. Congratulations on the wings, though. Uh, that's what we're gonna do here each and every Wednesday. Give away wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern. Take a quick break. On the other side, Treasure State Stars. We'll do a quick news style rundown of some standout performances by high school athletes around the state of Montana. We'll uh, try to do this coming out at each weekend i realize we had monday off so we're kind of pushing things back a little bit we'll do this we'll have a little fun right after this change is constant and nowhere is this more true than with your company's network and network security with an sd wan solution from blackfoot communications you get the best of both worlds a scalable network to quickly connect remote offices and the protection from downtime that ensures your network is always on for more information, visit blackfootbusiness.com or call 866-541-5000. Blackfoot, connect to more. Welcome back to Tell Nuanas, one two nine ESPN Radio. Coming up top of the hour, we will uh, have Clint May, subject to our ESPN roundtable. The new head track and field coach at the University of Montana. It was great to catch up with him and uh, found the conversation that we had with him earlier today really, really compelling. I thought it was uh, just had a, a, a sort of great cogent you know, explanation, stories, answers to questions and stuff like that. So uh, look forward to bringing that to you here in just a moment. Isn't he an interesting guy? Super interesting. Yeah, and and a great path. I mean, uh, you know, where where he's been, 
over there uh, at uh, Southern Virginia started a track and field program from scratch after having been many years a cross country coach at Bozeman High School, uh, and so uh, a really a really interesting uh, story. Uh, by the way, uh, Game Six, Boston Toronto. The Celtics are up three games to two. Obviously. Boston wins. They will move on to the Eastern Conference Finals. Toronto trying to force a Game 7. 6.59 left in the first quarter. The Celtics are up 5.14-9 early going there. We will go to that game directly uh, after the show and pick it up in progress. But Coulter, uh, we got a new segment. We've done this once or, or, or twice on the show now, but we are going to start doing this regularly as we go through uh, high school sports and just quickly run down five stars, standout performances by individuals. We're not here to break it down, do commentary. Just give you a little shine, a little light on some of the outstanding uh, uh, kids and what they've done in uh, in athletics around the state of Montana this past weekend. But primarily focusing on football, we'll also throw in uh, some other uh, outstanding ones too. We also have a little prep spotlight coming up as well, but the number one guy we got to highlight, this is non-football this is actually football. Uh, this, mm. I actually got this uh, poaching off our main guy, Sean Rainey, last time we were on SWX tonight. This was unbelievable. This is out of Bozeman. Bozeman really? versus Belgrade soccer. Drew Johnson last night, he scored six goals in a game, which ties a state record. He did it in the first 40 minutes of the game. He had six goals at halftime. Incredible. The highlights are yes. ridiculous. Yeah. They can score from every angle. Bozeman wins 8 nothing. Bozeman's going to be a power. I think the Bozeman-Hellgate rivalry of the class double a level will Just continue keeps on going uh, right? but uh he uh, he tied a, a state record but without even scoring a goal in the second half so very impressive by drew johnson out of bozeman some football uh from the uh six man ranks zach solomon ran for six touchdowns to power denton geyser stanford to a 60 30 romp over geraldine highwood solomon's scores came from four 47 yards seven yards three yards seven yards 11 yards and one yard Pretty darn good. Six I'm, touchdowns. Uh, I'm seeing a theme here. Six six goals and six touchdowns uh, as we go. I still cannot believe, and this is actually worth a full segment in itself, I cannot believe that Geraldine and Highwood are, t- are together still. I still cannot believe it. It's one of the best rivalries in Montana. There are such rivals that they're called the rivals. Yes, the co-op I, is called the rivals. It's I, it, it's sad that the towns have, have lost population like that, but at least they're still playing football. 30-point loss, but whatever. They, they still have football rolling. One of the games of the weekend, Red Lodge, who we were both pretty high. We have in our top five mm-hmm. in the Treasure State Media Poll, which we'll go over tomorrow after Anthony Knockaround and releases that up at KGEZ. But they got trucked by Columbus, a really high-scoring game. Columbus scored 56 first-half points. Caden Meyer, he threw five touchdowns, including two to Trey Johannes. And uh, Johannes also caught – or he also – he scored two on the ground and – Caught two others, so four total touchdowns for Johannes. And Columbus, 56 first-half points on the way to a 62-40 to win at number 5 Red Lodge. In the probably upset of the week in yes, Class B, no question. Travis Hovland had a game. He threw three touchdown passes, rushed for a touchdown, and came away with a pick on defense on Friday night as Towson posted a 27-12 win over number 1 Eureka. Great for the city of Towson because they've had a lot of tragedy. They had that uh, – they had that – a young man getting a car wreck and die before the season a couple mm-hmm. years back, and they went on a good playoff run that year. But that's a town that takes a lot of pride in their football. Eureka is definitely the powerhouse in Class B as of late. So good win by Towson. Another one. This is a this is not necessarily a crazy numbers performance. This is just 
filling in for big shoes when you know who the big shoes used to fit. Yeah. Tyson Rostad made his first career start at Hamilton. The last name probably sounds familiar to people because Carson Rostad has started every single game at Hamilton the last four years. Now little brother's taking over the Parents, reins. this is why you spread your kids out That's by right. a couple of years. Yeah. You know, you just get one right Bryce after Carver's the other. Bryce Carver's probably there. saying thank you very yeah. much. Yeah. You got me two in a row. Uh, but Carson Rostad, all-time record-setting quarterback at Hamilton High School, threw right. over 140 touchdowns. He's coming to play for Montana, Gatorade Player of the Year. And so his little brother, now the quarterback at Hamilton, led Hamilton to a pretty easy 53-6 to win over Corvallis. Rostad, nothing crazy, but solid. 11 for 16 for 147 yards, two touchdowns. He also scored a rushing touchdown. And finally, Frenchtown, probably the game of the week to kick off the football season was Frenchtown versus Dillon. Frenchtown lost in a heartbreaker. One, one score game. But they came back and posted a nice 43-12 win over Butte Central. Brandon Finley, he rode the he, he he led the way. It was actually a 0-0 tie with four minutes to go in the first half. Crazy that Frenchtown <laughs> piled up 44 points after that. But Finley broke the 0-0 tie uh, by catching a touchdown. In the second half, he had a key interception that kind of swung the momentum in Frenchtown's favor. So Frenchtown, they bounced back from that win over or that loss to Dylan to move to one and one. Butte Central, they're 0-1. They did not play the first week of the season. So that is your Treasure State Stars for the second week of September. Thank you, Coulter. Two-telling Nuanas, ESPN Radio, Hour 1 in the Books, Hour 2 straight ahead. Clint May, the subject of our ESPN Roundtable, the new interim head track and field coach at the University of Montana. Our conversation with him right after this. Hey, Kurtz Polaris is at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy. It is beautiful out there right now across the state of Montana. It's September, I mean, it's just the best month. Getting outside, still warm, still summery. Get out into the off-road with Kurtz Polaris. Side-by-sides, the Generals, the Razors, the Rangers, you know the lineup. Top of the line, top of the industry. You can use it for recreation, for work, for hunting, whatever you need. They got it there for you. You like dirt biking, two wheels? How about Beta and Husqvarna dirt bikes? That's right. They don't just make chainsaws, people. They're out there, top of the industry dirt bikes as well, the Huskies and the Betas. Go check those out at Kurtz. And, of course, this is a great time to get a Crest Pontoon boat. You can use it for the rest of the year. We see about a little deal, okay? KurtzPolaris.com. That's where you go online, get yourself a Crest Pontoon boat. Check out the inventory, see what they got. Obviously, they got service for you as well. All the accessories, clothing, safety, apparel that you need, helmets, all of it. It's at Kurtz Polaris. Some are the way you always envision with Kurtz. Again, online, KurtzPolaris.com. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 